Hello, everybody. I hope everybody's doing well. I'm Katie Knight, and welcome back to Can You Put Me on Guest List. Now, it's kind of a strange week here in Ibiza. As most of you already know, this week should have been IMS here in Ibiza. It would have been the first time that it was held at Destino, but unfortunately, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, IMS was moved to 2021. I feel like we're all really feeling it this week. I've seen a lot of people posting memories from past editions of IMS and others posting pictures with friends or colleagues that they were supposed to be meeting here this week. IMS has been missed by us all over the last few days. I think we can all agree with that. And it's a massive highlight of the year for our industry. But unfortunately, like every event in the world right now, it had to be moved to next year. But hopefully in this next podcast with Ben Turner, who is one of the co-founders of IMS, a flood of good memories from past editions will come to you, as well as some really interesting insights and thoughts on the current status and also on the future of the dance music industry. You know, to just think it will operate through the clubs is a bit naive, but we've also got to be very careful that we protect the, the ecosystem. And that, that's really the big learning from all of this is that you know, we're all being damaged in many ways, but we've all got to come through this together as a community and, and trying to rebuild some of that, you know, special electronic music community spirit that you would have felt at IMS this week. And a lot of that, I think, has been lost in the huge explosion and the kind of quite unsustainable momentum and, and growth that the industry experienced recently. As we all know, the COVID-19 pandemic has already had a huge impact on the global community. But we will get through this. We will all get to come together and celebrate our industry at IMS in 2021. But in the meantime, stay safe, stay positive, And I hope you enjoy this IMS special with Ben Turner here on Can You Put Me on Guest List. Ben, hello. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. How are you? I'm good. It's good to see you. Likewise, 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 been too long. It has. Do you know what? Funnily enough, today I got a Facebook um, memory moment that popped up and it was with a picture of you just when I was oh. announced that I was going to do um, host some of the IMS. Um, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. today today would have been the day that we were we were all together, you know, with the whole industry celebrating what we do. So it's, it's um, well, this week would have been, would have been the week. So it's, um, yeah, it's, it's bittersweet, but. I understand the weather is beautiful in Ibiza, which would have been for our new venue in Destino would have been incredible. So that's that's yeah. equally sad, but is what it is. I think next year, how good it's going to be when we're all together then, it's going to be like double the excitement and double everything. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> no, and, I, and I, I think that's where our focus is now is to try and really, you know, absolutely nail next year's IMS because I think everyone's going to going to need it in a big way. So um, that's that's where we're putting our energy right now. Yeah, definitely. IMS was actually launched in 2007 during a moment of crisis for the electronic music scene as well. What do you think it was back then that helped carry on pushing the industry forward? And what do you think it is that we need now during the crisis that we're that we're living at the moment to carry on pushing it forward? Yeah, it's a, a, a good observation. You know, I, I remember, yeah, our justification was that we felt like the industry that we'd loved and had had a big growth pre-millennium was suffering badly. Um, and so we just tried to get 
our friends and like-minded brains into the room. I don't think any of us ever thought it was going to be last 13 years. Um, and the sort of success of the first year just propelled us to keep doing it. And that kind of happened every year after that. You know, we we all have other jobs. It's not our main full-time focus. So um, it's always been a bit of a labor of love for us. But, you know, it, it, it gave people a lot of positivity, a lot of wisdom. There was so much good that came from that first year of IMS. And when I think back to then and I look at even Pioneer, who are our partner, you know, how how kind of sort of naive they were in, in the industry and, and un, unconnected they were in the industry. And, you know, they kind of grew with us. Um, and I think we've seen the whole industry sort of grow in that time frame to kind of crazy heights. So to see it all come crashing down again uh, because of factors completely out of our hands is is very sad. But at the same time, I think we're all taking lots of learnings of, well, why, why didn't we get this fixed two years ago? Or why didn't we have this strategy put in place for a situation like that? So I think if there's something that comes out of this, when we do all reconnect, um, I think we've all got to understand that this could be our future. This could be a continual kind of process of things stopping and starting and, and that we all need to have more robust. We need to build a more robust business for, for yeah. electronic music because right now DJs are suffering, promoters are suffering, everybody pretty much is suffering in some way. And um, there's nothing, there's no, there's no sign that we're just going to bounce back to kind of how we used to be. So that was actually going to be one of my next questions. I think everybody at the moment's kind of wondering what's going to happen next. Um, do you think that things will eventually go back to how they were? Or do you think that after this, there will be a lot of changes in the way that we consume music and attend events. Well, I think there is there is a chance that social distancing is kind of our new reality, you know, that even if we are allowed to go to venues and travel and gigs and festivals, but all of that will be done under a new under a new world of of social distancing, you know. Um and and that that could be something we all have to get used to. Capacities being reduced, uh, how we travel being very, very different. So I do, I felt a long time ago, like two months ago, that this will all rebuild locally and it will be back to kind of the scene as, as I knew it in the early to mid 90s when most DJs made most of their, their uh, revenue or their, their business kind of in their home territories and were able to drive to gigs and every now and then they'd fly to Amsterdam or if you were really lucky, Germany or maybe even Japan, you know. Yeah. Now that's just become so normal for everybody. Um, so I do think... It's going to have to rebuild that way. Um, I think there will be quite a lot of guerrilla activity going on and people putting on events in crazy places. We've already seen the drive-in scenario, which is kind of a bit laughable. But uh, Yeah, what do you think of that? Uh, the, the video just, <laughs> I, had my, I had my head in my hands. But you know what? People are being entrepreneurial and, and that was kind of the spirit of how we all began, driving in cars to gigs, so to raves. But um, no, listen, I, I, I think, people are being very creative there's there's people putting events on in country houses and you know that you know to just think it will operate through the clubs is a bit naive but we've also got to be very careful that we protect the, the ecosystem and that, that's really the big learning from all of this is that you know we're all being damaged in many ways but we've all got to come through this together as a community and and trying to rebuild some of that you know special electronic music community spirit that you would have felt at IMS this week I think is, is really important. Um, and a lot of that I think has been lost, lost in the huge explosion and the kind of quite unsustainable 
momentum and, and growth that the industry experienced recently. Yeah, definitely. Um, I also think that right now is a really good time for us all to both personally and professionally look back on everything that we've achieved, kind of see where we're at and maybe figure out what it is in our industry that either needs to be changed or adjusted or reset in a way to carry on growing the the industry in a positive way. What aspects of the industry do you think do need to be changed for us to carry on growing healthily? Well, I think the the the, the big the big problem is the monetization of streaming um, and the the kind of the, the way the money is being divided and kind of playing into the hands of the big technology platforms who you know profess to have a care for our culture, but actually deep down, do they really? Um, and I think we've got to protect the DJs. We've got to protect the creators of the music being played. Um, and, you know, so much of the streaming you're watching, and people don't realize this, but so much of the streaming people are watching is unlicensed um, and unmonetized. And um, it's, it's the big thing that IMS needs to help tackle, but also like AFEM, the Association for Electronic Music, is working really hard to try to gather momentum to try and, to try and help correct this. Um, but it's going to take a lot of people being quite brave to maybe pull off some of these platforms to really kind of make a stand. Um, and then everybody's torn between promotion versus ethics. Um, and, um, but as a community, I think we need to pull together and we need to try and help resolve these. So that, that's the big one. And it's in everybody's faces right now because, you know, streaming is not going to just disappear because clubs are back open. This is, this is part of our scene now. People are quite enjoying watching this stuff at home, clearly. So um, how can we make that A, look better and B, get people paid, paid fairly and properly? So, so that's, that's a huge one um, for everybody. Obviously, the, the topics that we obviously thought we were going to be talking about this year at IMS are probably definitely not going to be the same as what they're going to be next year now. What could you predict will probably be some of the topics that we're going to have to discuss as a community together, apart from obviously the one that we've just spoken about? Yeah, I mean, I think monetization is the big one. Education is key. Um, you know, obviously a lot of people are moving to online for, for educational, instructive classes, you know, you know, and, and I guess one of the big ones is, is, is our community kind of calling out its own community for trying to help tour managers trying to help the artists themselves like we've become paralyzed as a culture people are scared to do anything and you know it's just uh, I think there's a lot of people pretty frustrated right now that as a scene we're kind of almost going against each other rather than supporting each other so I think that the, the sort of ethics of what we all stand for is really a question here and um, yes yeah, so I think that's a big one climate crisis was our big topic this year you know we had Brian Eno lined up um, and I think that's still that's all connected to all of this. So that will be will be a huge discussion uh, for us. And and you know, interesting talking to she said so and Andrea, who are obviously are big partners of ours. And Andrea said something very very astute, which was everything going online has just completely kind of shone a light on how how bad the sort of gender parity situation is, you know, and, and the, the general diversity situation, because it's, it's, it's highlighted more, more by all of these streams where people are not looking at balanced lineups or really thinking about what they're curating. And, and, um, 
So it's almost put a microscope on just how far we still have to go with all of that kind of work. So I think that will continue to be a big topic. And you know, mental health has been a big thing for IMS for the last three years. I mean, that's that's something that everybody is in some shape or form kind of probably suffering from, whether they admit it or not. But all of our sort of sanities are being pushed to the to the extremes by now, right, right now by by this kind of by sort of self quarantine and and um, you know, as Steve Lawler just called it, we're under house arrest. You know, so <laughs> when you're going to decide what the topics are for each IMS, how, how do you kind of work out what what the topics are going to be? Do you kind of start from the end of one IMS and work through it throughout the whole of of the year, or, or how does that work? I mean, we, I tend to sort of keep a running list of topics, you know, as they as they cross my desk, if you like, but also stuff that I might read about or, um, you know, taking, soliciting insight from from um, attendees. But I think what's really changed with IMS in recent years has been opening up to groups like She Said So and, and the new energy that's come in through people like Indo, who've won the New Visionaries Contest and AFEM and and now Bye Bye Plastic and really working with partners to you know, really find out what are the burning issues in their world. So I think in the first 10 years, we very much kind of dictated everything. And now we've, um, we've opened it up a lot more as we've got older. I think we, we've needed to to make sure that you know, the new generation are coming through and hence working with people like Jaguar, who's now on Radio 1. Um, you know, you know, she sends me lists of like 100 ideas and I'm like, my God, she could just run this whole thing herself, you know. <laughs> And, it, and it's, all, it's all really exciting, fresh, fresh thinking. And um, so, you know, we're, we're really good on the sort of, I guess, the more 360 kind of bigger picture type stuff in a way, just because we've seen this industry go through ups and downs from the, from the beginning. But um, yeah, I think we've become a lot more democratic in our, in our process. And I think people appreciate it more. I think, you know, the last few years, IMS has felt a lot younger and a lot fresher and a lot more like it's for everybody. Um, and that was really, you know, taking some criticism from people like Andrea, who loved what we did, but was like, you do realize that this happens or that happens. And I'm like, God, I never thought about that. And yeah. So we're all kind of improving. And, you know, I think we hit a, we, we've hit a really important landmark as we hit 2020. You know, I'm 45, the partners are all similar ages, if not older. Um, and, you know, do we want to be doing this for another decade? Does, do we want IMS to be here in 10 years time? And we have, we decided we do, but we need to make some changes to get to that point. And um, this year was the start of that. So it's a real, a real frustration able to kind of express that to people um, with the actual event. Um, but um, I'd re- I'd actually read somewhere that it was kind of a year of kind of resetting and changes as well. I think that was your quote that you'd, yeah. you'd said, right? Yeah, it was the start of a process. I mean, it can't happen overnight, but it, but I really felt with the venue change. I mean, just going to Destino just felt like such a necessary move, and the venue was so well received. We'd sold the entire hotel out, which we've we've never been able to do that in thirteen years, and and that was before we'd actually announced any content, which showed you a lot about people's trust in in IMS. So, um, you know, we, we feel really, you know, we were walking into it feeling so good and positive about the future. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll bring it all back together for next year. And, you know, hopefully we'll all be together in, in, in May next year. But, um, yeah. We will be. We will be. Get it out there. <laughs> yeah. 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 What was the first IMS, um, IMS like? What were some of your main topics? Um, well, Can you remember? 
Well, I remember David Levy doing a talk about the opportunity in Asia, uh, India. Um, Tom Middleton made a track from beginning to end in front of the audience. And I get confused because the first time as we shared it between two venues, we started at, at Zaro okay. day one. And then we moved to, we couldn't get the hotel all three days. So we had to split hotels. <laughs> and, um, and then when we moved, I remember there was the big topic. Again, I can't remember what it was exactly what it was about, but there was a whole debate about independence versus majors. And Jason Ellis, who's a, one of the best A&R guys in the business, stood up and said, shall I just leave the room? You guys clearly think you don't need major record labels. And four years later, he'd signed Swedish House Mafia, David Guetta, Dead Mouse the whole lot of each and, and wow so, uh, and then you know at the time we were you know having debates about the dj mag top 100 and it got really really heated that talk you know about the validity of why we need such a thing and but you know 13 years on i don't think we really even acknowledge stuff like that anymore we're going much deeper much more personal much more into the sort of human potential world of creativity and and, um, you know, still dealing with big issues, but I think people want a more rounded experience and hence the introduction of the wellness platform, Arate and things like that. So, you know, we've, we're going through a journey ourselves and people are coming along for the ride, which is great. You know. When you first started, how many more or less, how many people more or less attended the first edition and how many attend it now? Yeah, I think it was, I think it was a hundred people at maybe 75 something like that. And then with the, the media and the press, it was like a hundred, a hundred, 150. I can't remember, but now, now it's more like 1200 people who comes. So it has grown a lot. And in the early days we used to say IMS is designed to be really small and all about the, you know, the intimate experience. And we kind of shifted that as it succeeded and started to grow. Um, but you know, we, we still think it could grow more. We still feel there's a lot of the industry who, you know, maybe just go to ADE or something. I think we offer a very different experience. Um, and, uh, and I love ADE. It's one of my favorite weeks of the year. So, um, but yeah, I think we still feel there's um, opportunities to grow more, but, but what's amazing is just been seeing some of the people who, who've been there all, all the way from year one. And, and we've seen all of those people grow and their companies grow and, and, um, and their careers grow. So it's been, it's been amazing to sort of, chart the industry's growth through the lens of, of what we see yeah that must feel really amazing seeing people like from one year and just see how they grow and their company grows with them at the same time must feel really good and be able to catch up with them every single year to see how yeah. they're getting on and what's next yeah I mean it's not not to take any IMS credit for that but I do but there are you know some amazing deals have been done at IMS I know they have and I see I see them every year and I I kind of figure out, well, I know what that's about. And it's quite funny, <laughs> funny to watch. Um, and being a manager myself, you, you can't help but get drawn into that stuff. So, um, but no, I mean, just, I'm very proud of the connections that have been made through IMS and some seriously big ones, you know, like people, you know, full investment companies being bought, schools being opened in China and India, all, all things that happened at IMS in some shape or form. And, and that's always, I guess, been my one of the things I, I've loved about this industry is the connectivity and I've never been too protective over connecting people. I've always been, if I get nothing from it, I've still enjoy seeing things grow. And that's what IMS was, has always been about. It's been about us sharing what we know and the people we can get to and the people we can bring into the community. And that's, um, yeah, that's, that's the whole spirit of a, of a summit like that, you know? 
Yeah. One thing I always really love at, um, at IMS as well is seeing people come from so many different countries around the globe. Sometimes you just don't realize that, that, that there's so many people in so many different parts of the world yeah. that, 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 that work in this community as well. Are there any certain countries that you feel like a lot more people are starting to attend from as our industry is growing globally? Yeah, I mean, definitely you know the american side may be obvious but you know it was always a difficult weekend with it being the big uh, detroit weekend in america so we never we never had a huge amount of americans coming but that's really shifted now um india china places like that you know we did a lot of work ourselves with ims in asia you know we ran a summit there for five years and i think we stopped doing that and felt we should try to make everybody come to us rather than the other way around and that that, that strategy has actually worked oh. um Middle East, you know, the scene there is really interesting and growing. And, and um, yeah, Latin America, we could probably do with some more, but it's such a big journey and expensive and stuff. And the scene there is quite hard in places. But, yeah, generally it feels very, very global. And that, that's probably the, the, the joy of it. And I, I always love the night before when a lot of people arrive early and there's always like a big dinner of people, an official dinner where people have just jetted in from all over the world and, you know, obviously that's something we have to think about with the climate crisis and, and how, how the world looks going forwards. Um, and being a conference, we're encouraging everybody to travel. So yeah. stuff like that we, need to, we all need to be thinking about. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's the international nature of it is, is in the name. That was always the whole, the whole point, you know. Yeah. Do you have any of like your favorite or most memorable IMS moments? And I know there's probably a, a lot of them, but is there any that really stick out any, any of the panels or anything that, that's ever been said or anything like that? I mean, I think, I think now Rogers, he came back a second time because he just couldn't fit his life into a one hour conversation. I mean, that there were people crying in the room that day. I mean, that was, that was so powerful. Um, you know, he'd, he just recovered from cancer. He just announced at IMS that he was on the new Daft Punk album, as did Giorgio Moroder the same day. It was like, wow, all of this came out of the summit um, in terms of the news. And yeah, just the, the feeling towards that man at IMS was, was, was super impactful. Um, you know, I, I think there's been some very visionary talks from people like Mark Geiger at WME. If you look back at his, his opening keynote, um, five years ago where he talked about the future of our industry after the explosion it was very telling and he was kind of right about nearly all of it um, and then some of the stuff we've done in America has been amazing I mean IMS Engage was a different format but it was about putting people together from different cultures and Seth Troxler interviewing Chuck D from Public Enemy I mean just on paper you, you just you had to see that talk yeah. you know and um, and we did a series of those, Guy Gerber with P. Diddy and Steve Aoki with the founder of Instagram and Diplo with the founder of, no, Diplo with the founder of Instagram and Steve with the founder of YouTube, you know, really interesting cross-cultural conversations. And, and probably the, the craziest thing was the, was the talk around Diplo and um, his manager having a fight in the middle of the talk with, with another manager and chairs flying around the room. Really? Um, I don't know. I've never some, seen that. <laughs> somehow, somehow that never, never made it on video. Um, no. And it was like, we make like major headline news all around the world that, you know, the, the, the Diplo was still a big deal then. He's huge now, obviously. But um, 
you know, but it just highlighted the kind of the tension and the kind of passion that is said. that is there. I mean, taken to an extreme, but um, yeah, that was that was that was it was like being at a boxing match where it kind of tips <laughs> into the crowd. It was it was it was pretty wild. So what did you do? So, did you get involved or did you just stand back? <laughs> you know, I, I don't think I actually wasn't in the room at the time. It, it was. Oh. Um, yeah, and, it, and everyone just came running in saying, you know, you can't believe what's just happened. And I walked in and all the chairs had been separated. And <laughs> it was kind of hilarious, really. But um, yeah, that's, that, that was, Pete Tong always joked, that was a, a New Music Seminar moment, which for those who don't know, there was a conference in New York, which inspired Pete and myself, um, particularly as, as the IMS partners, because we were really following it. And Pete was there. Um, but it took place in the early nineties and I remember reading about it as a young, young journalist at the time and, and Derek May stormed out, walked off a panel mid, mid conversation out of kind of disrespect, you know, um, anger to how, um, sort of typical white industry men were sort of talking about Detroit music and, and, uh, the panel was called wake up America, you're dead and, um, really controversial and, and Derek stormed out and, and it became very famous for that moment. So we always joke that was our kind of new music moment. seminar. That was our moment. <laughs> I should pick something more positive, but you know, that's still a good moment. <laughs> take the pattern as a as a positive. Um, but no, and and um, yeah, then just some of the entrepreneurs we had early, like Blaze from Boiler Room, which was an interview I did, which which I really enjoyed. And he says people always ask him about, about that interview, and you know, there's, there's there's been some some good moments. Do you like do, doing the interviews yourself? No, I hate it. Um, I was I was a journalist for 15 years, and when we started IMS, I was really eager to do as many of them as I could, and I did David Guetta and Sven and all kinds of things. And I think somehow, weirdly, as I've got older, I've, I've sort of shied away a little bit. And um, you know, I even like even half an hour before talks now, I jump in and I get Mark Neto this year jumped in half an hour before because I just didn't want to do it. So somewhere along the lines, I lost I lost some confidence or something I don't know but um just prefer to yeah, watch than listen well I just IMS is is really stressful um it's definitely not at the point where I I sit back and enjoy watching it unfold like I'm deep in the middle of it and yeah. uh, and I think when you if you've got a talk with you know a, a legendary artist or a big industry name it's literally on your mind the entire day. So I don't relax and I'm stressed and, and I don't think I'm very relaxed when I'm doing the interviews as a result. So yeah, that kind of side of it is, has gone. And you know, when, when you've got Pete Tong as a partner, I mean, come on, like just, just <laughs> throw, throw Pete in the room. No, no one does it better than Pete. The voice you know, of so. God. Yeah. Yeah. So that was great to have him and yeah. Yeah. There's obviously so much that goes on during the whole week of IMS, the, the legends dinner, um, the celebration at the end at Dalt Villa, the finale, then there's yoga. There's so much happening. What is your favorite part of IMS? Um, well, definitely, definitely the release, the release of Dalt Villa is, is that's what it's there for. You've had three days locked in a room. Um, well, not locked in a room, but it feels like it sometimes, you know, <laughs> kind of, you know, and I think everybody needs to, you know, this is, it's really interesting you ask that question because it actually mirrors what we're going through now with COVID-19, which is to just sit here as I do 12 hours a day, 15 hours a day, Sundays, answering emails, doing calls and meetings, you know, it's great. I love it. But the balance of that with the actual enjoyment of hearing people play 
being in an environment, the community aspect of what we do, the networking aspect, whatever you want to call it, that is a massive part of who we all are and what we do and love and enjoy. You know, we, I remember bumping into you at Extrema in Belgium last, last year and having the most amazing, fun couple of hours listening to DJs that we love. And it's like that's, that, that moment, those moments are really important. And, and without that right now, I think we're all suffering. So Dog Villa, kind of a similar thing, is three really serious, intense days. But IMS would be nothing without this beautiful celebration at the end. Yeah. Um, of, of, of what Dog Villa is. So that, that's, that's probably still all of our favourites. Danny, Mark, Simi and Pete, we, Dog Villa's like the celebration of everything. The Legends Dinner has become, you know, legendary. Um, and, um, you know, the Sven, Sven Baith won um, last year for, um, for Javier from Mambo was, was, was also epic. Um, and this year, I don't know if I should say who it was meant to be, Oh, yeah. are you <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, because we're definitely going to, you know, we're not going to be like those promoters who don't rebook the same lineup. We're going to, um, no, we were, we were due to honor Simon Dunmore from Defected, um, oh, which I think would have been a massive, massive um, celebration and support. What, what he's done as an independent label um, coming out of a major kind of again through that trajectory of our life lifetime um sorry ims's lifetime uh would have been really special and not many people know this but ims was actually simon dunmore's idea um really? yeah he he kind of suggested it um to the partners and uh, just said i don't want to be involved but i think you should go and do it and that's kind of what happened oh, so wow um, that's really interesting so i think the least we could do is kind of give him something back and um yeah, I remember I asked him, myself and Danny asked him um, during the summer if he would be a willing recipient and um, he got very, very emotional and it, and it was, I was like, wow, that, you know, the, it's just, it's a dinner for 300 friends, but the fact that it meant that much to him really showed me the sort of power of, of the good of what we do, you know, because there's nobody else really out there doing those kind of moments or celebrating things in that way. So, so yeah, so don't shout that too loudly, but we will announce him very soon as the, as the, as the dinner in 2021. Oh, that's so nice. What an honor. Um, uh, just having so many people there. I remember I, I went to the one last year with Javier from, from Mambo and I don't even know him. And I was so emotional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, this you is feel so it in the room. Special. You do. Yeah. Really, really special. Totally. And just to just to finish off, obviously the everything, the whole situation right now, um, it, it's been a struggle as we were talking about before for nearly everyone. It's, it's affected us all in some kind of way, um, and it's been very hard for a lot of people on on our mental health. Um, illnesses, self-isolation, not being able to see your, your family, your friends for a really long time financially, obviously. What advice could you give somebody that is going through a hard time at the moment that's finding it difficult to cope or is around somebody that's finding it difficult to cope at the moment? Yeah, well, it's a heavy, heavy question. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, firstly, everyone is going through it. Like, doesn't matter how successful they are or, or whatever your perception is of their position in life. Um, everybody on every level is going through some form of it. I believe, you know, I, I have really positive days and I have really, really down days. Um, and, uh, and I think we all feel it around the world and it's partly dictated by what we're seeing and reading on the news. So, um, 
you know, I think um, we're all we're all in this together. I think really uh, always people always talk about men being the issues of, of not not sharing their feelings and thoughts, but there's never been a better time to share how you feel with people that you care and love. You know, I I I, had, I did a Zoom today with an artist I used to work with ten years ago, and it was just. Yeah, it was like talking to him 10 years ago, just continued from where we were. And it was amazing to just reconnect with people you do care about. And um, so I think, you know, talk to people around you, you know, just um, try and try and find a, I think I said this yesterday. One of the things I think that's really important is that people come out of this with a slightly different rhythm to how they maybe live their life and really analyze what you do every day and think about what you could do to give yourself some time and, you know, I mean, I, I'm sit, I sit here for 12 hours working, but I, I go for a walk in nature. I, I, I swim, I do whatever I can to try and stay healthy. And you've got to get that balance of work and, and nature and, and somehow human connectivity right. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think really analyze what you're doing. Meditate. Meditation, I think, has been helping a lot of people through this. Um, you know, however seriously you practice it, even if you can't actually meditate or you think you can't just sit still, sit still for half an hour a day and get, get deep in your thoughts and um, in a, in a good way and just give yourself some space and time and balance. You know, um, yeah. I'm doing my hardest to do that. I had a baby six months ago, so I'm kind of secretly, secretly enjoying this time because <laughs> normally yeah. I'd be in a beta now for two weeks, but, but I haven't seen my parents. My parents have met my, my new son once and, that's now starting to get quite hard. So, um, yeah, we're, we're all going through something in, in some level. Yeah, definitely. But things will get better. Absolutely. Things will get better. Yeah. And thank you so much for, for your time. And I really hope I get to see you soon. Yeah, yeah, likewise, likewise. And, uh, yeah, thanks for your, your continued support. And sorry we're not all together this week, but next year, next year next year it's gonna be so good next year yeah <laughs> thank you so okay. much all right take care thank you take bye. care bye, bye.